Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Hey, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You can text us if you'd like to sort of be part of the whole experience on 8.12.15. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. Or you can do none of those things and just be a passive listener, which I think is also okay. You can switch off. Oh, you can have it on, but not really take any notice of it. Yeah, but All we, these we've discovered that we have um, late night texters, don't we? Yeah, we Friday evenings. Friday yeah. evenings is a big late night for us. Late texters, <laughs> your words break my heart. <laughs> Leonard Cohen uh, in town soon. Carry on. <laughs> so we had one in at, um, I feel I should give the time, 9.52pm last, last night. night. Oh, yes. okay. Had a few drinks, I reckon. Well, you never know. Quite a night in. Uh, dreams of Mr. Radio. This is from Jason. Mm. Dear Mr. Radio, Cockaleeky and the Sublime Miss Emily. Sublime now? Yeah. Cockaleeky's not going anywhere. That's hanging around forever, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. He hates it. I wouldn't say hates, but I certainly don't love it. <laughs> oh, well. We are what we eat. <laughs> I dreamed last night, dreamt, that Frank and I contributed to an advert for... Well, a... you say dreamt, oh. but what about that song from South Pacific? I have dreamed that your arms I love I me. have dreamed, you see. It's a bit more footballer's tense. Oh. It works better. OK, I, I have dreamed <laughs> and I've looked up and I've seen you. What about I dreamed a dream? Surely that's... Um... It should be I dreamt a dream. I have mm. dreamed a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. um, and I contributed to an advert for a fictional German beer, which I cannot pronounce the name of. In a dream? Yeah. Okay. The visuals of this advert were simply three rows of bottles. This is you and this guy Jason in the dream, in this yeah. ad. No, I get it. Three rows of bottles, green, brown and clear, uh. all lined up behind one another. Frank and I provided the soundtrack to this advert, a smooth 40s-inspired jazz song, which mainly consisted of the word bottles. We harmonised beautifully, I might add. Somewhat ironic, seeing as Frank refuses to do adverts and has been sober since 1986. Yes, but um, it, it's been interesting Freudian analysis of mm. that, all those... Uh, to me, the brown, the green, the clear, all gathered together in harmony sounds like a marvellous symbol of a multicultural society. Mm. Lovely. Can sounds I just add a postscript? Jason, 19, from Somerset. Yes. Can you bookmark that, 19? Because he then says... No nights move this time. I feel as if Emily has enough sausage on her dinner plate from plenty of other <laughs> listeners. Oh, perhaps I shall offer in the future when she has more free time. Yes. I want a bit Harry Styles. Well, he's nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's nine. He's got plenty of time. <laughs> Somerset as well, you know. He'll be in with some box and wench in the hay. <laughs> That's what they do there, isn't it? It is. I she'll come in with with three or four brimming flagons of, uh, of ale, but <laughs> with like one of those yeah. those off the shelf, you know, off those gypsy shelf. blouses, oh, slightly yeah. elasticated. Yeah, slightly elasticated, yes. and she'll also Lovely. she'll have an elasticated sort of ca- lacy cap that doesn't look unlike the top. Yeah, yes. you with me. She so it's great. almost like her upper bosom and face is like the the, the filling in a in a white lace sandwich, yeah. and she'll come in and say. What's he called, Jay? Jason? Hey, Jason, you looking? <laughs> you're looking nice today. And he'll think, "Here's my chance," and then it'll all happen like that. Yeah, sided with Rosie. So yeah. no wonder he didn't bother with the night's move. Emily, yeah, essentially, that's essentially <laughs> sided with Rosie, or as they say in the usual suspects, uh, rider with Sosie, <laughs> <laughs> which was that terrible threesome uh, in the uh, 
in the set in Somerset from the usual suspects. I think the scene was cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, good morning. Morning. <laughs> It's been an interesting week. We were talking as we sat around before the show with our mm. feet up about the footballer Peter Oden Wingy, one of my favourites. Yeah. Um, oh, and He's one of your lads. In case, yes, he plays for a team called West Bromwich Albion, who are very close to my heart, in case you don't know about football. And uh, this week he, he drove to Queen's Park Rangers to, so he could play for them. Not realising that the system is a bit more elaborate than that. <laughs> you can't just pop in on the off chance. It's awful. Yeah, it so I so think it's fabulous. I love that. I, like I love this spontaneity. You know, that football manager sitting in one day. Uh, oh, hello. Yeah. I wonder if I could uh, come and play for your team. Well, I mean, have you spoke to anyone about it? It's, uh, it's, it's not on, is it? No. I like the idea that he, he actually, when he went back to Birmingham after being... Because he got to the ground, in case you don't know, he got to the ground, they wouldn't even speak to him, and it was all a bit embarrassing. Well, they're not allowed, are they? If they start speaking, no, yeah. you know, then they're, they're, they'll to go, speak they're going down. Yeah, yeah, so he arrived, and all the press was there, oh, here he is, and then he went in, and then he came out again quite quickly. And, uh, like, oh. he just got in to grab a leaflet. I like that. I, <laughs> I just wanted to get a form. It'd be good if there was a receptionist that had to write on a pad, we are not allowed to speak to you, and then just hold it on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he, uh, I hope that he didn't just turn the car around and drive back to West Bromwich. I hope he reversed all the way, <laughs> as if yes. trying to reverse the act to erase it in some way. Absolute, absolute, absolute. radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now, uh, oh, by the way, on the way in this morning, I was listening to uh, Capital Radio. Well, the driver was. And I, oh, you know, how was that? Um, how are Simply well, the, Red? They, um, they made quite... Uh, no, they're a bit more popular. Oh, yes, they are. A bit more Rihanna. Yeah. Uh, they said... Uh, the the, the uh, presenter person said... Uh, and um, tremendous news, um, Justin Timberlake has been confirmed for the Brits oh. this year. And I thought, it's a very different world, isn't it? Because it wasn't about that he's doing it. He was confirmed, so obviously there's been a period of willy-wonty and, and some anxiety, and, and this bloke could put everyone at, at ease. <laughs> well, that's nice, yeah. Yeah. How different, well, though. Well, that he's just going. No, I think he's going to perform there. Oh, he's okay. not doing an Odin Wingy. He's not just turning <laughs> no, up. No, I might, I might turn up at Capital. <laughs> what if I turn up at Capital and say, can I come and be a presenter here? That's what I did last week. You know, I had Saturday off. It's yeah. awkward. Really oh, awkward. Oh, and oh. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Frank, can I just <laughs> say, Anthony has tweeted right? us. And, say, well, Anthony, as in, you <laughs> broke my heart. Anthony, Anthony Tierney. That? That's Anthony and the Johnsons, Anthony. Oh, yeah. Anthony. The one with the wig. Um, Anthony that, that Tierney. That can't be a <laughs> Is it really? Who says, my seven-year-old daughter says you have the same head face as Craig Revelle Horwood and wants to know if you're his brother. Is that head slash face or head face? Head hyphen face. Oh. Mm. Head face. I do have the same head face as uh, Craig Revelle Horwood. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> um, I, um... I, do I? I never thought of my... I think of him as quite a handsome man and I think of him often, mm-hmm. Craig <laughs> Revelle Horwood. Yeah, I but I don't. I don't look at him and think, "Is that a mirror?" Oh no, it's Craig Greville Hall. <laughs> You're more a Norton slash Tompkinson hybrid. Yeah, you see, but you know, because we cannot see through the child's eyes. Mm. <laughs> that's 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 what happens to adulthood. To mm. children, probably many of them think, "Oh, there's that man off Strictly Come Dancing." When I uh, when I go down the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
You are very interested in the musical theatre as well, aren't you? Meaning? Just saying. Oh, okay. Just saying. <laughs> okay. So, what did you do on your birthday? You had your birthday well, this week. Well, it was lovely, actually. Oh. It was really lovely. I had got presents, which I didn't anticipate. I got presents from, didn't from the show. Presents. No, that's what I don't. I don't really do presents. Oh. So, me, me and my girlfriend, that we have a pack. Mm-hmm. That uh, we know the presents, and then she uh, surprised me with some presents. Did she? Well, that's yeah. the best sort of pact, isn't it? Oh, the got people don't obey. I got up in the morning, there was a birthday cake smouldering on the table. Oh. Oh, that's brilliant. Should put it in for too long. <laughs> I, um, it was lovely. I blew it out with um, those arm- armpit squelches. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know those armpits? I can't <laughs> do it now because I've got a top on. Um, maybe the next break. I'll yeah, I managed to blow the, the candles out with that. I thought, you know. You're getting on a bit, but try, try and retain a sense of fun. That's what I thought. And uh, we went out the, the night before. I went out with uh, my girlfriend's sister and her, um, her fiancé. Nice. And you were nice? Um, well, we went to what they call a pop-up restaurant. Oh, yeah. I love a pop-up. Yes. I love a pop-up. I'm all about the transient. Yeah. I was hoping for a pop-up menu. You know, when you open it, I thought, <laughs> oh, the food will be um, 3D. <laughs> Didn't happen. But there was a... It was an interesting thing. At the end of the night, the um, the waitress came over and said, um, "I don't. Uh, we don't charge for dessert because it is this person." <laughs> Quite <laughs> me. I thought, well, it's one of not the loveliest acknowledgements of my my work over the last twenty five years I've ever had, but I'll settle for it. Four pound fifty, I saved. So whenever people talk to you about the price of fame. And whenever, when you decide what it is, knock £4.50 off it. That's my advice. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. What else? Yes, my birthday I was talking about. Have we yeah. from the outside world, by the way? Oh, yeah, we've had all sorts of texts and emails. Well, good. Eight twelve fifteen. if you're interested. If you're not, mm. well, can I say... Okay, so um, I um, what I did on the morning of my uh, birthday, I yeah. thought I'll uh, be a bit wacky. I've got a uh, I've got a tiger onesie. Oh, lovely! You know, it's all it's a tiger print with the the hood and the ears, attendant ears. Let's call mm-hmm. them that. <laughs> and I thought what I'll do is my my baby, who's eight months now, has never seen this onesie. So mm-hmm. I'll turn I'll just turn up downstairs, and he'll you know he'll what he'll laugh. And um, and it'll just be a great start. It'll show I've still got it. Yeah, you know, because on your birthday you, you just think you, you do think. I wonder if the comedy stopped way. last night, oh, and this is awful, now this it? is the rest of my life of being. You yeah. Know. Um, so uh, I got me uh, onesie on, went downstairs, um, <laughs> and went buzzy, buzzy, and turned up with the big thing. Oh, and not only it? not only did he not. Smile, oh, even, but I felt that he gave me a, a sort of a perfunctory nod <laughs> of sort of yeah. I see what you're trying to do there. Yeah, okay, like that. Oh, so no. I just went back up and got changed and came down again, just pretended the whole thing. And, and then did you go for some verbal stuff rather than yeah. visual? Well, you know, what I need to do is a couple of new material gigs with yes. some, other, some other kids to try out some stuff. <laughs> and then, you know, when I've got it, when I feel I've really got it work, then I can come and present it to him. I think turning up in the onesie might work next year as well. He will probably have forgotten 
you know, try again this year. Now, once a joke doesn't work, it's got to go. No, it could land really big next year, though. Mm. In a year's time. Do you think? Well, he'd be old enough to see that you're in a... Is, it'll be a different demographic entirely totally, by then. Totally, yeah. For all we know, the, the first time Bernie Clifton came yeah. on in The Ostrich, people might have gone, it's yeah, Just giving exactly. him a nod. Yeah. Schnorbitz. He hadn't quite got the angle. And then yeah. the next time, boy, you know, well, I mean, the rest is history. It's time in <laughs> comedy, isn't it, a lot of it? So that was the, my start to the day. And then... Um, and then I've, uh, included in my lovely books was... Um, uh, I, I've bought some books oh, yeah. and some mm-hmm. other stuff. Uh, I won't go into details because people... Well, they don't care. <laughs> but I was bought... Uh, <laughs> Hang on, we can't... Inform I got Frank Atardis <laughs> bin, FYI. Yes, I heard, yeah. that, was, uh, that was brilliant. I've used it many times this week. <laughs> I'm throwing stuff away just to hear the noise. <laughs> <laughs> stuff I want. <laughs> I threw about 500 quid's worth of notes in there this week. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I can get them out there. <laughs> I don't want the cleaner to think it's some sort of soft no. tip. Um, my that, cleaner. That'll be that bank you went with. I told you not to go with them. My cleaner <laughs> does this brilliant thing. Have I told you this? She buys me sort of cleaner based um, items as gifts. What, as, as presents? They? Yeah, for Christmas. What she sort got, of thing? She got me and Kath a designer tea towel. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Anyway, so um, the, uh, one of the things was a, a sort of a comic book collection thing by. Um, a writer called Chris Ware. Are you familiar oh, with yes, Chris Ware? Oh, yes, I'm very familiar. And anyway, I lay in bed the next day. No, I didn't lay in bed. I said, I was out. And I thought, oh, yeah, I've got those things to look at when I get back. Bye. Bye. Um, bye. Uh, and I couldn't remember Chris Ware's name. And you know I have this belief that you must never Google anything you can't remember, mm. only what you don't know. Yeah. Quite Calvinistic it, about that. Well, you've mm. got to be... It's, it's good for the brain as well to remember. Mm. It took me three brain. hours. And not only... But you got there. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, but it physically hurt me. <laughs> trying to remember. I tried so hard to remember. I'm not joking. I got a... It's a sort of a headache. It's, it's not like a pain headache. It's like... Have you ever had your, your head shot in the doors of a lift... It yeah. happened to me this morning, actually. Did it? Kerry did it, by <laughs> mistake. Yeah, you know when you peer out last minute and they shot, mm. and it's that terrible, um, that terrible sense mm-hmm. of being... Te- that's what it felt like. Mm. And, and what about um, when, when it came back to you? Was there a release, a, a relief? Well, was such was my... I mean, the, the doors had been shut on me so long. Mm. The release wasn't as marvellous as you thought. But, but yeah. I still think that, that, you know, it's a good thing to do. Oh, yeah, well, some people, yeah. you say, oh, who was that guy in? And they get the smartphone out. I mean, I just, <laughs> I just smack it straight out their hands. Are you laughing at the use of smartphone? <laughs> oh, yeah, they get the smartphone <laughs> That's what they call them, isn't it? I got that wrong. <laughs> West Brom manager. By the time you started saying the web or something. <laughs> what? A smartphone is the correct term. No, I like what he said. I turned on the Google. He said, "Look, that I can't be named. I can't be naming brands on here. <laughs> we've, got our, we've got our people to think of, our advertisers." <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm very much against it. So from now on, I shall refer in a poetic style to the, what I shall call the lift doors of remembrance. Oh yeah, mm. when you're trying to remember something like that. But please, I beseech the, the listeners, don't look up stuff you can't remember because it's in there. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frank, we've heard from the outside world. Again? This is from Paul Callow. Um, I don't know no if No relation. Well, I hope so. Oh. We talk, we talk of Simon, obviously. When <laughs> is... Um, One of our favourite thefts. We saw him in Edinburgh. I know. Playing I a lady. When well, is someone going to rescue 
uh, Charles Dickens from Simon Cowell. <laughs> <laughs> I feel he's taken it over and spo- spoiled it completely. I can't even look at Charles Dickens now. Mm. I mean, in a picture, obviously. I don't have him in my house. Isn't pickled. he on money? Isn't he on money, Charles Dickens? I wish it was more Somewhere. evident from the I think the he might be on money. Let me have a look. Michael Faraday is my favourite on money. Should just explain to the listenership. Frank has every single note in his wallet. Yeah, that's, Adam's, that's how Adam he's Smith. rolling. Adam, Adam Smith, Smith. He's on a twenty. Yeah. Uh, right. No, keep talking. Elizabeth Fry, okay. prison reformer. <laughs> oh, that's a fi- fiver, is I don't deal with those greenies. Oh, you know people yeah. are going to text da- us. David Williams. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, that is actually the queen. <laughs> it does look like, if you look now, it, it could be the same. Mm. Anyway. Okay, so Paul Callow says, Hi, Frank, Emily and the Cockerel. My wife was watching Dirty Dancing earlier this week, mm. and during the film it dawned on me that the main female character's name was Baby Houseman. Okay. Would this set off the A.E. Houseman siren? <laughs> well, <laughs> obviously Baby Houseman didn't, but once you, once you put the A in... <clears throat> it's interesting because um, anyone who, if you've been to Westminster Abbey, will know of uh, Poets' Corner there, where many of the great writers. Mm. And uh, A.E. Houseman was refused to be buried in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they right? actually said nobody puts baby houseman in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a joke that you oh. wouldn't have a chance to use every day. We really thought that we were getting some uh, literary history there. Well, I can throw in literary history if you like. Well, that's why. You know what? I've got a bag full. <laughs> can I throw in a bit of show history? Uh, Morning, Mr. <coughs> Radio. Is Rachel's? Can you please play her jingle for old times' sake? Now, fiance. So, of course, Rachel is... Rachel is my girlfriend's sister. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I forgot that. Um, is Rachel's now fiancé the same bloke you had a heated argument with one evening about whether or not airliners had a row 13? Blah. That has been... That's like 18 months ago or two years... Yeah. No, longer than that, two years Some ago. Sometime Well back. remembered. Wow. I've been through about nine lovely? since then. It's um, lovely. <laughs> about nine I've been through since then. So, it uh, turns out people listen. <laughs> Oh, that's I'm great. not lying. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not the same. He says. By the way, do they? <laughs> I don't recall hearing the end to that debate. <clears throat> well, well, how it turned out was that uh, I did Google that because I didn't know. You see, mm. right. um, I just had that strong. And and some some do and some don't. But quite a lot of uh, airlines don't have a row thirteen because people um, won't buy tickets for it because mm. they think it's unlucky, mm. as if um, as if the other rows aren't going to go down with them. Mm-hmm. I don't know quite how that would work. I suppose it could like it could fold into a big pleat, and they could be crushed. A in David, that. a David Playcock. <laughs> well remembered. <laughs> he wasn't uh, one of your past, was he? No. This <laughs> is one, right. one of the nine. It's all right to ask. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, I'm afraid uh, your pronunciation has been placed under some scrutiny this morning. You would refer- You're having a laugh, <laughs> you? you? were talking earlier about getting a free dessert. Mm. Um, and Richard has tweeted us to say, where was the desert? I'd have been happy with the dessert. Oh. We've also had a tweet. Meaning? 
Well, yeah. Did I say desert then? I don't think I did, did I? It's that terrible... You know that terrible moment when somebody says, oh, you mean, and you say, that's what I said, and they said, no, 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 you didn't say that. Mm -hmm. And you have that terrible doubt because you think, well, no one would lie about that kind of thing. Well, I hate to say it, but um, he has a seconder because Jim says, um, was it the Gobi Desert or the Sahara Desert or do you mean a dessert? Ha, ha, lol. (laughs) Now, he's put a lol on the end, but he's still still admonishing you. He is? Mm. Right. I mean, you know, I'm... An old man, Commander. That's weird. If you did pronounce That's what, it. used to be the villain. Well, not the villain, but the assistant to the villain in Stingray was a character called X20. And he used to be in his secret island uh, hideaway oh, yeah, with all this with machinery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all this uh, machinery and stuff. And then they, they, they'd come round to Wasp. Wasp Associates, who were the good guys, would come and visit. And he'd press a button and all the uh, machinery that would just turn into armchairs and things. And they'd say, well, there's, there's been um, signals coming from here um, to Titans, evil droves. And he'd say, well, I'm, I'm just an old man, Commander. <laughs> I feel I'm now able to use that as an excuse for almost um, anything. You are. Hmm. Well, you I are. We would have noticed. should be glad of that when the police come. <laughs> <laughs> I think we would have noticed had you said desert in, in a conversation. I mean, there's people in the well, room look, that would just have... think how lucky the people listening to this on podcast are, because they think, well, I'll go check that. Yeah. I mean, I don't like to brag, but I have an acerbic wit. If you make a mistake like that, I would mm. pounce. I'd, you would? I think I'd tear you apart. With You're my, like um, Crouch Tiger, <laughs> yeah, I know. Hidden Sausage. He's like Crouch. <laughs> like That's what he's I'm, like. I'm like Crouch. Oh, That's I hated right. that argument yeah. we had good this morning about Peter game. Crouch. Very good very goals per game. We did, we had a Peter They had a row time. about Peter Crouch, which was quite depressing, very actually. Very impressive goals per game, though. Well, the goals per game, my point was <laughs> And now it's happening again. <laughs> if you are back in the room. If I was on the periphery of a free kick or corner hodl in a football match, and I threw a bicycle into the air, it would get 20 goals a season, Peter Crouch style. If you throw anything spiky and uh, sharp at people, it, it's awkward, and that's how, he, that's how he operates. Anyway, we're not here to talk about football. No. We're not. There's another email that I'd like to uh, question you with. OK. Um, dear Frank, Emily and Alan... I feel I'm being terrorised. Oh, Frank, it's not kind of a bit yeah, witch yeah. hunt. Yeah. Put that bright light on his face. <laughs> let me well, ask him this question. You won't like it. <laughs> uh, another piece about Paul Richardson, the sculptor. You mentioned him a few weeks back about <coughs> Monopoly pieces. Do you remember we were talking oh, about yeah. big chess pieces and uh, and then it moved on to Monopoly pieces? While Frank was comparing at a pub in the Hare and Hounds or maybe the Fox in Birmingham, Paul, a very dyslexic chap, won a competition by all his friends writing his name down and putting them in a hat and Frank pulling his name out. But there wasn't a T-shirt for a prize, so Frank took his shirt off his back and gave him that. Such larks. Do you remember that? Is that true? I don't remember. Well, it depends when it was. That's from uh, Christine the Curtain Maker Mm. from Swilland. Christine the Curtain Maker? Yeah. Yeah, That's the village that we lived in. (laughs) That was our names. That was when you were in Balamori. Exactly. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) Lovely, that house. Um, I don't don't remember that happening, but that's not to say that it didn't. The Hare and Hounds was the pub, but I used to do these gigs in Birmingham, and they were still, I think, the most enjoyable work I've ever done in my life. Wow. And uh, things like that happened on a regular basis. I used to do material about, like, the shop two doors away. It was in uh-huh. the most fabulously localised thing. Anyway, you don't want to hear about an old man's reminiscences. I'm just an old man, Commander. I'm going <laughs> to shoot you anyway. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had an email from Phil Collins. 
yeah. Yeah. Um, he says... No. He, he's not going to say that he watched somebody drowning, <laughs> another person, didn't do anything about it, and then uh, wrote no, a song about there's it. there's no urban myths here. Okay. He's from Nottingham. <laughs> Firstly, he'd like to confirm that 90% of airlines do have a row 13. I'm in aviation. 90%? Mm, so you can oh. bank that. Mm. He says um, it's much more prevalent in hotels that they don't have a 13th floor, which is interesting. Yes. But he also says, um, I'm keen to know the show's opinion on the high five. I can okay. see... The well, they don't have a high 13, if that's what you're asking. No. <laughs> Unless um, it's um, Anne Boleyn. Was he, it Anne Boleyn around Six Fingers? You yes, all know. Yes. Yeah. I can see the usage in sport, and I, in fact, do use it when a goal is scored in football or a particularly good point played in squash getting the measure of Phil Collings. Yeah. But I feel that in other aspects of life, it's gone too far. I witnessed the other day a high five being used as an acknowledgement of someone turning up to work on time. <laughs> in- <laughs> what does that say about the modern world? <laughs> OK. Yeah. He says, in a similar way to Emily last week, making a point that people with property shouldn't throw snowballs, <laughs> I feel that people over the age of eight shouldn't high five unless in the sporting theatre. What's your opinion, Jabs? <sighs> Well, I I have to say... I, You're not a high-fiver, are you? Well, uh, how can I put this? Oh. I recently recorded what, what, what one might call a mainstream entertainment show for BBC One. Shiny floor, yeah. Yeah, very shiny floor. And um, shiny shoes. Mm. And uh, oh, well, we'll get emails about them. If, if yes, shoes yes. on room one, it, well, it's, 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 it's not out yet, but um, so I'm I'm making the best of it. I'm <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm I'm using up all my credibility now. <laughs> but it, oh, anyway, oh, it's recorded, and I've I've watched uh, a sort of a rough cut mm. um, um, of of a bit of it, and I I high if a if a our team get a question. I, you can tell I can hardly get these words out. If our team get a question, I do high five. Okay. And when when I was watching it, um, I mean, I couldn't see all of it, obviously, from under the desk where I was watching it from by this day. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it didn't. I, it, you, you think, sit down, you know, sit down and, and oh, really? stop doing that. It, yeah, it's a thing that you've got to have your baseball cap the wrong way around to be high-fiving. And uh, it it did it look terrible. So um, I would if if I'd have heard this a couple of weeks ago, I thought we'd well, been a bit harsh. But yeah. having seen myself high fiving, it's one of the most embarrassing things I've ever done. And I'm including dancing with my trousers and pants down in front of Kenny Ball and his jazz men in a Birmingham pub. <laughs> <laughs> Some refused. Ricky Gervais' partner Jane once refused my high five attempt. She left mm. you hanging. I went to high five and she went, "Oh my, oh I don't do that." Oh, I got left hanging. It was like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think that's more embarrassing than turning up at QPR in your car. <laughs> <laughs> Being left hanging is really embarrassing. I think, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I um, when I did the, the Room One Hundred One um, first series, um, La- uh, Larry Lamb. I was going to say Lance Armstrong. I missed that one. Larry Lamb yeah. put in um, high fives, and we just, we I thought it was a relatively uh, modern phenomenon. We had a, a picture of a, a, a woman band. Um, from the 1940s, mm. who were singing about um, like "Give Me Five, and they all they were all high fiving each other. You know, I once had a terrible low five situation with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> he offered me a low five. I'd never seen one before, so I, I sort of leaned right over and did a terrible sideways handshake. <laughs> and he just he looked at me and, uh, well, frankly, he's never come back. 
<laughs> despite his promises. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You can text us on 812.15 or follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. Mmm, 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 biscuits. <laughs> Homer Simpson in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, Frank, there's been a couple of hot philanthropists in the news this week. Mm. The first... It's dying out, isn't it, I thought, because I was thinking it was a 19th century thing, philanthropy. Yes, I think you know, right. You used to get, like, Mr Tate. I thought it was back. I, thought I think it is back, but yeah. I think of it as very Victorian. Mm. I didn't think people cared anymore, you know, after all those years of Thatcherism, we're always told to look out for ourselves. Turns out, no. Mm. Bill Gates. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mr Generous. He's one of the big ones, isn't he? I wish he'd get involved in a scandal, though, just so it could be called Gatesgate. <laughs> <laughs> he Mr Generous, but not to his family. Well. Be- because he said... There's some sort of insights into his family rules he's revealed. Firstly, did you read a while back... Does he say, my gaff, my rules? <laughs> he does say that, oh, yeah. Oh, brilliant. But the first thing he said, he announced he wouldn't be giving his fortune to his children mm. because he says money's corrupting and also he said it won't benefit them or society. Yeah, I like uh, that. Yeah, I'd like to like have like seen that. their Richter smiles when he announced yeah. that. He didn't mind having it. I like that <laughs> Yeah. It'd be good for them or society. It's like I, I wield a lot of power. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it does, though, I suppose. Don't they do mm. it in um, wartime? Don't they often drop cash like to the uh, country that they're attacking to distort their economy? Do Isn't they? that a thing? I think they did it in the Second World War. I like the same. I imagine that. Oh, I'd love to be in that country. Someone's going to text in saying, this is what happened. I'd but love my economy distorted. Yeah. <laughs> Surely they wouldn't drop real, real no. stuff. I think they drop real stuff to distort the currency and make it all a bit confused. And okay. that's what Bill Gates is saying, that he couldn't let his kids have all his money or they would go out and, before you know it, everything well, would he, be a quid. He's, well, he's quite strict. He's yeah, very he strict. sounds quite strict, yeah. He says they're not allowed mobile phones until they're 13. No. It's strict to Mondo, I thought that was. Do you think? I think that's all right, isn't it? I mean, no, it's an expensive gadget. You don't want a nine-year-old wandering about with it in case they smash it up. Well, they have to do housework as well. What's the point of being Bill Gates' history? (laughs) It's too strict. You know, you can't have a mobile until you're 13. You have to do household chores. And if you get kidnapped, you're on your own. (laughs) Well, that would be like Getty. You know? Yeah, when they sent the ear <laughs> to the post, I'd say they send an, in, send the ear sellotape to a mobile phone. <laughs> no, I think you've got to give them a. Obviously, I, you know, I'm in this position myself with my child. Am I going to give him nothing at the end of it? You're a billionaire. No, <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, I knew you'd done all right. As you know, I'll give somebody the shirt off my back. <laughs> But what am I supposed to do? Give it to the dog's home and say, no, it's better that you start out like me in a council house and yeah. roughy? Can't, yeah. can't do that, can There's a great Bill Gates quote that I read where apparently he uh, tipped $2 for a lunch he'd had and the waiter said, oh, Mr Gates, you, you've only tipped $2. Your son was in here the other day and he tipped $100 and apparently Bill Gates said, um, well, he's the son of a billionaire and I'm the son of a farmer. So that's pretty cool, isn't it? I like that. He's he's as sharp as a tack, Bill. (laughs) This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We were talking about Bill Gates, Frank. We were. 
you thought it was unreasonable that he wouldn't let his children have a mobile phone till 13. Well, I... You know, we had rules in our house, obviously. Oh, I, I should say so. Every parent has, mm-hmm. has, has his, you know, do's and... Yeah. What were your dad's rules then? Well, I'm, I would tell you, but I feel it makes me sound a little bit dated. <laughs> oh, one of them was, it on. <laughs> one of them was don't throw bread on the fire. <laughs> oh. um, because poor people don't have bread. Oh. Or fire. I, that sounds actually. like a Thomas Hardy novel. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was he was really strict on that. Really? That you had to that, that you had to eat, eat bread mm. or put it, you could put it in the bin. Really? This is a chance we had pull- that. We could put it in the fondue at the dinner party. Oh, yeah. Don't leave it there. <laughs> well, we could put it in the bin because the poor, poor people are still in with a chance then. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, you've got to be in it to win it when it comes course, to bins. Not, not now that they've got the cages on, haven't they? The cages no, I haven't bin. seen the cages. I've heard about it, though. Oh. KG bin. We had... My dad was a telly snob, so we weren't allowed to watch Tiswas, but we were allowed swap shop because my dad said ITV's output was... Kind of mindless dross, largely. Well, he was very strict. Cause Your dad was an actor, was he? No, he was a TV producer for the BBC. Okay. He wouldn't let us watch ITV. Yeah, he probably has it. He probably yeah. has an incident <laughs> with ITV. Yeah. It was a bit of a bit of a sulk. Yeah. Also, we couldn't leave knives crossed because um, it brings the devil. Wrong. Right. That was the other thing. Though, to be fair to him, he never... Uh, he never Extraordinary t- childhood. He never asked for my passwords for any of my social network mm. sites. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he was strict on the cross knives. Was he? Even if you just, like, you were washing up, which obviously we weren't, wow. um, and two knives accidentally crossed. Yeah. They had to be uncrossed immediately. Fair enough, I think. And what happened at Cockaleaky Towers? Did you have rules? Oh, yeah, all sorts of rules. My mum's rules were um, <clears throat> a bit... A bit sort of juvenile, really, stuff like... Um, That's because you were children. Yeah, <laughs> whoever smelt it dealt it. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> what, what goes Filthy. on tour stays on tour. Um, <laughs> what goes oh. on toast stays on toast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't really think of anything, like, particularly... Mm. I, I don't think she was that sort of... Um, Strict. She was a bit loose. wasn't as superstitious as... Uh, she oh, I think about. It. What, crossing knives and the devil turning up isn't superstition. <laughs> well, is that superstition or is it, you know... Is science, it just you're a, right, it's science. I tell we you had, is it just a, a wisdom of the old world? <laughs> you might have had something like... I don't know if you had this in your family, Frank. You might have. We had, it's bad manners to ask friends for autographs. That was one that we no, had. No, we didn't. Oh, um, okay. We never had that. We no. never had that, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. No, I thought that would be a really think. nice bonding experience for the three <laughs> for of us. All, yeah. It doesn't ring any bells for me at all. <laughs> Mm. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch the young ones. That was oh. considered too too far on. It was a bit like you know, it's not right for you. Yeah, I can yeah. see that it could be crude in parts. Yeah, it was. I just watched it at a friend's house on video. Yeah. Oh yeah, how was it? It's good. It's good fun. <laughs> if your mum's listening to this, are you in trouble? I might be in trouble, and oh, she might oh, be. Oh god. Frank. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. It's about time, isn't it, that we um, heard from the outside world again? Mm-hmm. Mm. What we got? Well, we've uh, we've had an email in on uh, rules as a child, which oh. I love. Um, we were allowed one comic per week that my parents oh, bought. I think you used to be on that rule, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> <Em>? <laughs> <laughs> We weren't allowed any strip cartoon <laughs> comics, 
such as the Beano or Dandy, because what? they didn't promote good reading skills. Now, this is a problem I have with comics, and people like oh. you and Jonathan Ross that all read comic books and bang on about how great they are. Frank. I, my problem with them is that I don't know which bubble I'm meant people to read like next. you and Jonathan Ross. Why can't they just write them in a proper line? No, but you get a, you, you get a sense of that. Oh, That's something really? that comes from experience. Oh, I'll tell well, you, I learnt... I didn't read a, a book. I read my first novel when I was 21. Basically, everything I know for the first 20 years of my life came from comic books. Hmm. You all right with that? I'm all right with it, yeah. <laughs> okay. I still am a bit But mixed. most people that like comic books... But surely I'm one of the cleverest people you know. Yeah, I would Well, there you so. go. Well, David Bedell said that to me once. <laughs> he never said one off. He didn't say surely. <laughs> no, you wouldn't say either of those. <laughs> so this person then had to get look and learn... Uh, oh, later, look and learn. later, I managed to persuade my mum to let me have Shoots magazine, and I like the fact that they've put the exclamation mark. You know, Aww. the football magazine. Shoot. Yeah, lovely accuracy. Uh, we could only have Beano and the Dandy. See, it's promoted good reading and writing skills. The uh, rules. We could only have Beano and the Dandy if we bought it with our holiday money. So at least I got the summer specials. That's nice, isn't it? Oh, it's strict, though, isn't it? It's good, though. It's strict, but... I think Look and Learn was a very middle-class comic. <laughs> he used to have, like... Um, he said, have, like, Donald Campbell's Bluebird, you know, yes. when he bro- broke the world land speed record. But he said, have it like right. a cutaway so you could yes. see all the engine and everything. Oh, Who cares about that? <laughs> Rubbish. When people can fly. Mm. 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 That's a good, though. I like that. I like its strictness. Yeah. What other? Should we go to email call? I think we oh, should. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go there. Why don't we all sing it this week? <laughs> oh no! Come on, three pot harmony. To me, felt like when you see those um, Buddhist monks all chanting <laughs> together, and they become as one. Mm-hmm. It was they, very they, as they, one. Their separate identities dissolve. And uh, one spiritual flame uh, joins them all, and that's how that was for me. I like my Ina Sharple's descant. Thought it was good. Yes, I've, <laughs> I, I, it's the best piece of Coronation Street memorabilia I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, what we got? Okay, uh, I'll kick off with email one. Why not, Mr. Radio, the Divine Miss M, and Cockadoodle Don't. He's got all the. He gets all the nicknames. He really does. Oh, all of them. And he's a great person to invent them for because he, lo- he really loves them. <laughs> Love it, yes. Read your... I thought you were just going to say he's a great person then and leave <laughs> it at that. Yeah. Read your recent debate over the provenance of discarded shoes along the highways and byways of our great land. Yes, we've had a few um, emails and stuff about people seeing shoes on the side of the road and where do they come from. Mm-hmm. Mm. I have a theory about this phenomenon. Okay. Who, own... who is this from? This is from Darren. Okay, Darren. But don't hold that against him. I only formulated it recently after witnessing a strange event on the Stratford to Stansted, to Stansted Airport bus. I witnessed a youngish chap furtively get up from his seat beside his girlfriend and walk to a double seat of his own. Nothing odd about that. Perhaps they'd had a row and it was mm. his way of flouncing off. Yeah. However, when we got to Stansted, after my wife, daughter and I got off the bus... I glanced back and noted that he was tipping up his shoe and pouring an unidentified liquid from it. Suffice to say... He might have very sweaty feet. Well, Darren says, I don't think that he'd inadvertently spilled apple juice into his shoe. No. The driver was looking on. I got the impression that he'd seen this on countless occasions. The man proceeded to put said shoe back on. 
noting that we'd witnessed the whole event, he gave us a sheepish smile on his way past. So Darren thinks that the abandoned shoes are impromptu emergency vessels into which yes. gentlemen take their ease. Yeah, sort of a, a sort of shoe wee. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Um, well, I've never heard of that before. That does sound. Have you ever done it? Um, we used to soak our football boots in urine. What? Uh, to, oh. uh, to soften the... Uh, when you say we, that was so our Keith, wasn't it? Well, I meant, yes. Well, I, meant I knew it was our Keith. No, I'm the kids at my school, we all, okay. well, a lot of us did it. It used to soften the, the leather quite a bit. And uh, it made drug oh. testing, obviously, a lot easier because the, the, the kit man could do it <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't there. And also, I think he used to, he used to um, sell our bootlaces as uh, Harry Bow sour spaghetti. <laughs> No, but it was uh, yeah, that was a normal uh, thing to do. So um, I'm I'm not anti um, the, a sort of a urine shoe juxtaposition. No, I'm not anti here. <laughs> Good, because <laughs> I don't want the readers going to hate the readers. I think it's going to be Beano and Dandy. I said, yeah. think some people get this. Um, they get the transcript. Mm. Those people who can't download. <laughs> I hope so. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're still in email corner, I think. That's where we dwell. We're in uh, email corner. Here's an email. Seems appropriate. Yeah. Uh, hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. I'm sure I heard an inadvertent quip on last week's show. Well, we do them all, don't hey, we? I can't, I, can't, I can't stop myself. We did a lot of advertent ones. Um, and I was surprised nobody seemed to pick up on it. During the bit where Frank was talking about Lance Armstrong's appearance on the Oprah Winfrey show, it was mentioned that Lance didn't cry during the interview. Mm. To which Frank said he can't cry anymore. Mm. Can't cry anymore is a well-known song by Cheryl Crow. Yeah, that's what I meant. Who is, yeah. of course, dot, no. dot, dot, no. Mrs. Lan- Lance Armstrong. Well, is she, she isn't. She isn't. She was, no. um, she was his fiance, and then they broke up. I she believe. was involved with him. Yeah, they went out for about three years, and I believe he broke up with her because she wanted children, and then he went off and had children with somebody else, which just looks bad, doesn't it? That's the measure of the man. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't have expected Alan or Frank to spot this with their aversion to modern music. I don't know where that's come from. No, I don't. Mm. But I, I would have I'm thought... the only person mm. on this station who plays... Uh... Mm. Unless you kept the playlist. Yeah. You play new stuff all the time. Oh, God. Oh, he's into his new wave. And, and here's another Actually one not. That's... Unless, of course, you're listening to this on one of our digital channels, in of which course. case I just play old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> here's, what, here's a curveball. Uh, wouldn't have thought Alan or Frank... To, wouldn't have expected Alan or Frank to spot this with their aversion to modern music, but I would have thought Emily or the producer might have been young and cool as they are. Oh, back of the net. Very happy with that, Frank. Unbelievable. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. That's, Love nice. That's nice. Helps to keep us sane in Thailand. Now, if, if, if you're going insane in Thailand, go somewhere else for a bit. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Who's my that advice. from? It's from Roger Mart. Roger Mart. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, I enjoyed that exchange. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I interviewed Cheryl. Crow once, very lovely. Did you, darling? With them all. She? I still feel with them all. She's still, a nice looker. I still feel guilty about the crow's crow's nest joke. I did. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Please tell me you didn't do you that. Don't yeah, feel I was, guilty about it. You're repeating no, it now. No, I'm not repeating it exactly. I'm referring to it. <laughs> well, I, well, I, don't, I, I don't like the. Sound no. Like Who'd have thought there was a career in uh, breakfast radio <laughs> waiting for me in those days? <laughs> uh, get your mouth out the gutter. That's what I did. Keep the party clean. Mm. Frank, we've had a tweet as well. 
I know we're in email corner. No, it's okay. Yeah, I can go on to the, a tweet to the grassy knoll. It's, it's fine. Tweet, tweet triangle or something. A tweet triangle, that'd be good, where tweets go missing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Talking about parental rules, we were, um, in a Yoda you way. You know what? Do you think we can hold this? Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Hey there, mama, said the way you move, gonna make you sweat, I'm gonna make you groove. I always that would have been better if Bob Plant had done the lit guitar bit as well, just like that. With his I like that. I felt like I was transported back to yours and Arkeed's bedroom. I remember me and a few mates came up with that as an idea, that why, do we have to learn instruments? What about if we just go... <laughs> Sing the guitar part. Yeah, and, and everything, every well, unless someone going... Doo, 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 doo. That it was like caught on, couldn't it? Well, I mean, it works in vocal groups, doesn't yeah. it? But they don't actually do the instruments. That's a shame. But imagine then the other guy going... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll be on YouTube somewhere. Um... So I was mid-tweet and I was interrupted. You were, sorry. But the travel... By the, by the travel. Yeah. It comes first. It does. Uh, the tweeter says, these were family rules, tidy rooms before bed, I've got the bag of doom. Anything left out goes in the bag for three days. They Whoa. enjoy it. Do you know what? That is a great rule. There's a common sense to that rule. And I, for a what little while... What if it's while, a sandwich, though? <laughs> for a little while, I tried to uh, encourage our little boy to tidy up his toys in the living room before going upstairs to mm. get ready for bed, and it lasted a few days. But it was paradise that that thing of going downstairs and knowing that you can just put the telly on and sit down and not have to tidy up toys, and also knowing that you're not going to step on Lego or a little toy soldier. The most mm. painful. It's really get cleaner. <laughs> what to come every night at seven o'clock? No, but you know you can cope. You can cope for a few days. I wade through toys now every morning. Oh no, I mean, they're not I'm spiky. Having a, uh, the toys for Buzz will be little and gentle, won't they? They're, they're not a spiky. Wait till they no, get spiky, true. it will really hurt. I'll get a cable car when they get spiky. <laughs> You'll get stuck. I'll travel around the lounge, <laughs> slightly suspended. <laughs> Yeah, we also had fine. somebody text saying that they were never allowed to eat walking along the road as a child. Again, that is a good common sense rule. The number of times you have to tell kids to not run and eat at the same time, it's good good practice. No, good but thing. I think that um, if ever they get a job as a salary man in Japan, they'll be glad of that kind of economy. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I love eating when I'm walking. I really think, oh, great, this is that multitasking that men aren't supposed to be able to do. Yeah, I, f yeah. I feel proud. I look at people. Yeah. In, and the look I give them is, yes, I'm eating and walking. See, what, a lot you, of people have a cholesterol in Huddersfield. Carbohydrates while you walk? I don't have yeah. anything. I mean, I mean, obviously, chips are that, but I'll, I'll buy a, I'll buy a, a pie. A very or good a, mobile snack, the chip. Yeah, and the pie. Because yeah. the crumbs. Pie, a pie <laughs> while you walk down the street. Yeah, and then the crumbs drop behind you. So if you're you know, an animal, if senility kicks in mid pie, I can be found. <laughs> and I just trail oh, the crumbs. Kidney no. all down your tie. Horrible. I just love the fact that I can't think of those people who can't walk or eat. Um, and then you're doing both. Yeah, oh, is that fair? What a life. Yeah, it's yeah. like those people who are good at football and cricket. <laughs> Obviously, it's not as unusual. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had uh, further news in on your pronunciation. 
Oh, mm-hmm. this morning. We're always getting texts asking about how you say stuff. But, really? Uh, mm. Here's an email. Been listening to loads of the podcasts. Does Frank pronounce cliché as cliché <laughs> instead of cliché? I love cliche? it when he says it like that. Really Ironically, camp. or is it a West Brom thing? Great it's show. No, it's a got Kwan thing. not a West Brom thing. I don't think we ever said... I don't think I knew what it meant then <laughs> when I lived there. Didn't you? No. Um, cliché. Well, I... <laughs> I just like it. I think I started off ironic, and now it's become oh, that's the part problem. of your lexicon. Yeah. That's the problem. With yeah, irony, I like cliché. Mm. There's certain French words I could just say all day for the pleasure of them. Negligé. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, fantastic. Oh God. Oh. Um, I've also moved towards uh, brochure. Uh, brochure. <laughs> I don't think it's that's a French word, but it seems that there's something lovely brochure. about. Yeah, I might get the brochure. Find out more about it. I love that. Experiment. That's my advice to to our listeners with their pronunciation. Bit of stress here, bit of stress there. Enjoy it. Be flamboyant. You can always take it down a bit, but mm. let's let's see what you got. Uh, Frank, we've also had some family rules in. Stephen Gerard, I always say. <laughs> yes, you do always say that. <laughs> yeah. David Baddiel always takes you to task on that. He does. Uh, Gary Martin. Says, oh, yeah. morning to the best programme on UK radio. Oh, I read out praise inadvertently, oh. I apologise. Is, is it to us, though? You're sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> OK. Um, my granddad would not allow my sister to whistle, as this was not ladylike. Also... Can I say that mm. that's based on the old um, proverb. Um, now, let me get this right. It's a whistling woman and a crowing hen is neither good to beasts nor men. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Um, you, 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 you're, you're up on barnyard folklore. Absolutely. You're very livestock, familiar. I love to hear a woman whistle. Oh, bear that in mind. And relax. Also, <laughs> I can't relax. I can't relax after that statement. OK. Also, we were not allowed to play cards on a Sunday. No, we, we couldn't do that either. That's true. We all sorts of things Cards we couldn't on do a on Sunday. I also remember that my, email there from Thomas Hardy. <laughs> my dad went mad at me once for singing um, "All Things Bright and Beautiful" in the house because he said it was um, well too Protestant. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Cockerleeky Cochran. <laughs> oh. Frank, I'd say um, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of debate about your pronunciations of okay. this, this show. I'd say it's been a dominant feature. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I'd say, third or fourth email correspondence we've had. Read your pronunciation. 558. Frank, you say tour the same way as my brother. Tour. And that's from Vince Vaughan. Yeah, Vince Vaughan? I don't think it's the real Vince Vaughan. <laughs> oh. He spelt it with the number think, two and then E-R, tour. Tour. I think the thing to remember is that some people have different accents yeah. from other people. Mm. Mm. What else? <laughs> OK. Um, I'll tell you what else. I'd like to talk about Prince Charles, because this might be my favourite thing that ever happened. My mate, Prince Charles. Oh, he is your mate. Yeah. <laughs> Bonnie Prince Charlie. Prince Charles. Yeah. He's um, quite Bonnie. He was on the tube. Did you see yes, this, Frank? Yes, I love that. He looked Did you love it? On it. He looked really it was Roy dapper. Hodgson recently, and now it's Prince Charles. Yeah, and Mancini. Yeah, and Mancini. They've all been on there. And I went on in a mankini. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, I did, it was under my clothes. Did you see um, Charles and Camilla on the tube? Did oh, you see the God. footage? Oh, God, it's brilliant pictures. Can I just say a great headline by the Sun, one's way tickets, really good. One, because oh. you know he's a royal, so he would say one. Oh. Yes. 
there was a very good um, Roberto. I thought it was Wonsy. The Roberto Mancini <laughs> headline. Yes. Was, oh, uh, yeah. mind, the... mind the brackets, seven point, close brackets, gap. Yes, that, very oh, good. Oh, lovely. That, very good. But no, there was something very lovely about Charles and Camilla on a deserted uh, yes. tube train. Because they, well, they wouldn't let any people on with them. Yeah, I think that's a mistake, because I would really like... I mean, Charles looked a bit like he wanted to sit on a hanky rather than directly onto the chair. Because he? <laughs> he's dapper, isn't he? And I think he was looking at it Well, like, he's dapper in a dead man's clothes kind of way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was looking at thinking, looks... this is all rather grubby, but I'm mm. here. And but you know those people that, that manage to find nice clothes in Oxfam? Yeah. He, that's what he dresses He like. looks like, yeah, a ca- his clothes, look, he looks I like the like wardrobe from strangers on a train or something. Yeah, it's exactly. But the picture I saw, there are some people sort of over his shoulder, and I was thinking, oh, they've been vetted, haven't they? I would like to see a picture of Charles on the tube with that tramp that's got like the gruffalo's feet you know those sort of you know when they've got no shoes on yeah they just have their feet go sort of a bit curly and hard underneath like yeah they only do that kind of thing when they're abroad (laughs) make make those kind of people they don't do it in england i want him i want him on the tube with that guy i'd like on the package my my dream was to uh to get on the tube and, and there was just <laughs> the only people on it was Charles and Camilla, and me say to them, "Oh, there are, there are three people in this carriage," <laughs> and leave it at that, and they wouldn't be sure whether I'd meant it or not. No. Just let it hang in the air. Well, you'd have to pay Ruby Wax for that material. There's a bit where he said, um, "What?" Ruby Wax wrote that apparently. Wrote what? what the three, three people, people in this marriage? marriage? Yes. No. You both sound shocked. I thought that was common knowledge. Who um, writes that? I'm totally <laughs> shocked. Ruby Wax writes yeah, that. Yeah, but there's nothing to it. How could she have got that gig? I don't know, but anyway, let's see. That's it about the royal family and comedy. <laughs> there's a bit where he said, he said, bit, he, he joked with waiting <laughs> pressmen, are you lot coming too? <laughs> That's not. An example of someone joking. <laughs> it's, it's, see, I blame the office. People think that if you say anything with a little bit of character to it and performance, <laughs> that's a joke. The office, the royal family, come to think of it, ironically. Um, Gavin and Stacey. It's no good, you know, a little bit of acting, performance, say right. something normal. He also it's qu- not a joke. He also No, qu- can I establish that? <laughs> he quipped, come oh, on, we- darling, you'll be here all day. Yeah. That's not a joke. He was on fire. <laughs> I like on, the fact that... Not only was on a tube, he was on a roll. <laughs> I, really, I really like the fact that the son called it a commute, <laughs> as if they were going to work. It was one stop. <laughs> <as> <laughs> one, one stop is barely a commute. Oh, bless them. There was something lovely about it. Yeah. I, could, I could have hugged the pair of them. Well, I wouldn't have been allowed, obviously. I'd have been, well, shot. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking about Prince Charles you on were. the Tube. We've had a tweet, actually, from David, who says, Read Prince Charles on the Tube ride. They were in the first carriage with press. Public allowed on other carriages. Oh, is that oh. right? He sounds like he works for London Transport. Yeah. Or he was there. There was a, there was a was London there Transport me. official, and I noticed she was a bit overdressed, which I like. I think that's fair enough. When she, you meet the royals, you want to make that... She had a black little. sleeveless dress. She had a like, cocktail dress on. But if, he, um, Prince Charles didn't wear a coat. If I was going to meet Prince Charles, I've got a um, three-piece suit with a Prince of Wales check that I would go for. Oh, no, I bet he'd take that as a bit of a slight. You think so? Mm. He'd think, oh, not someone else wearing the Prince of Wales check. Oh, yeah, I suppose. They always come out with that one. Well, if he turned up in the Cochrane Tartan, I'd, I'd go for him. <laughs> yeah. Would you recognise the Cochrane Tartan? Mm. No. 
No. <laughs> I thought not. It depends which one. There's a modern one and an old one. Yeah, well, when I met him, he said, oh, that's a nice jacket. Did he? He's a, he's a comedian. And Charles said. <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't. Oh. You gave him advice to not look at his YouTube comments, didn't you? I did, yeah. He said, I beseech you. I said it, yeah. <laughs> but that was sound advice, though, otherwise he'd have... Oh, oh God, he'd be in a terrible state by now. Mm. And so. then he slightly kicked you out of the house, but anyway, embarrassing. I, I was on the tube uh, on... Um, what day would that have been? Wednesday. Mm. And I was... I got a seat. I was one of the lucky ones. Oh, lovely. I got a seat. And as you know, I had an eye out. Which for line? It, for the um, I was on the circle line. Oh, actually. I can see you on the circle. Frank. Yeah, I was at uh, Westminster to Notting Hill. If you really oh. want to know, but nevertheless, <laughs> I was. Um, I was. Uh, I managed to get a seat, even though it was quite early. And I, I don't get me wrong, I was looking out for baby on board badges and the elderly. Oh, yeah. But there was mum was mm. fine. It was you know it was commuters, <laughs> and a woman uh, got on, and she stood. Well, I mean. How can I put it? She stood over me. Oh, dear. She was towering over you. No, but she was too adjacent. I mean, you got to remember, I'm right. sitting and she's standing, and she yeah, was, yeah. you know, I mean, there's in your face, and there's right in your, in your face. I've, I've, I've been that close there's to my it... girlfriend for two years. <laughs> <laughs> it all sounds a bit spearmint rhino. It was. It, that's what it was like. Yes. I mean, obviously, she, you know, she was dressed respectably, but she, I, I really, I, I was worried I might catch my hair in her belt buckle. <laughs> That's her, cl- and she was. Uh, there was a couple of people looking, you know, because uh, they were oh, looking. Oh, those at her. filthy creeps! Yeah, they were obviously looking, and she's a bit close, you know. You could see I was. Was the oh, train busy enough to warrant this, or was it just? It was. Bu- it wasn't. It was busy, but not busy enough. Is right. what it was. Oh, okay. There was room for her to back, and I didn't want to say, "Hey, back off." Because no. that would have caused a scene. I thought, I hope to God she gets off first, or I'll have to limbo under her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that would have caused the scene. So um, I can see why they moved the public to the other thing. Cause yeah. I, I don't think Charles Charles no. don't want that in his life. Roberto looked hot, though, didn't he? Yes. Lovely. Well, he was wearing a scarf. No, but he kept his coat on, unlike Roy. Because Roy likes to drape the coat, doesn't he, over the arm? Oh, good old Roy was very much one of the... You know those pensioners you see sitting in like a bus stop looking out at the sea, at the seaside? That's what Roy looked like when he was up the tube. Whereas Mancini, of course, had to look completely cool. I'm sorry, I had to go off mic then, because... I'll give you a little technical thing. The sunshine is on my screen, so I can't actually see uh, what... Turn buttons on pressing. I know that's not interesting. Way of but for those of you, there'll be radio enthusiasts out there thinking, oh, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, I'd like to talk about the Iranians. I think I know what's coming. I think you do. Mm. The monkey being sent into space. Monkey <laughs> in space. <laughs> <laughs> they sent a monkey into space which was well did they well it's quite retro anyway let's yeah, be honest monkeys in bit, space it is a bit retro anyone when, in space is quite retro I just when <laughs> you let's just, be honest but monkeys you're quite right yeah. when you said they've started again when you just said <laughs> well did they are you saying did they send the monkey into space or did the monkey choose to go into space or monkey, are you, what, you saying think it was it an escape, escape yeah. plan? <laughs> they yeah. sent the monkey or was it going i fancy space this year I think, well, there's, I, there's... Judging a, from the shots of him, he didn't look like he was saying, I it, fancy it space. No, I have to Voluntary say. mission. It, it was very cruel. I have to say, normally, I would find it the funniest thing on the... On the mm. I was going to say on the planet. On the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Uh, 
But um, he, I didn't like that gaffer taped him in. I wasn't happy with that. No, that seemed. It, he looked like he was the victim of a stag night prank. <laughs> I don't know if they marry. Might, yeah, might be though. You know, a lot of uh, which ring? Well, which ring finger would they? Because they've got. <laughs> they've basically got four hands. A lot of nights out, they do put the stag in an outfit. It could just be a stag do that's gone bad. No, I wasn't happy with the... Like an Iranian uh, stag do. I think they could have got him a nice little harness and stuff. There's no need for... Mm-hmm. It, was, it all looked a bit last minute. It looked me. a bit shoebox and, and gaffer Peter. tape, yeah. yeah. Um, but he went 75 miles. That's not for is it? I was like going to Birmingham. That's, That's not very impressive. <laughs> 75 miles. Well, Felix jumped that amount, surely. Charles and Camilla, if you compare those. <laughs> True enough. Yeah, I wish they'd have been gaffer taped in to their seats. It's a monkey commuter to space, isn't it? He commuted there. They are a bit... I don't wish to patronise, but they are a little late to the party with the space travel thing. I know, and I've understand yeah. that the Iranian uh, space programme, I'm, I'm told they pay peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely, friend. Uh, and I, and I, there's been a whole thing. There was, there was a thing in the Daily Mail about the sort of history of monkeys in space, which I can't mm. tell you how much that is my kind of article. It's so up your straza. <laughs> yeah. I thought of you when I saw that monkey. I never knew that the Americans sent three monkeys up in the same capsule. I mean... Is that right? That must have been fantastic. Oh. Unfortunately, the, the, the mission was to search for evil. <laughs> oh, dear. So it didn't work at all. But imagine... Be, what about if you were like the, the human pilot on the three monkey mission? <laughs> I mean, there'd be some, uh, mm. there'd be some japes, high yeah. jinks. Oh Blenty. man, I bet they, you know, imagine like a barrel. Oh, was yeah. there some controversy over this though? That apparently it didn't happen. Well, there's a theory yeah. now that it, yeah, that they've made it up to sound like they're um, you know on the cutting edge of technology, <laughs> which I. <laughs> Surely they could have come up with a better lie than we've um, gaffer taped yeah. a monkey into a rocket and sent it <laughs> 75 miles. Yeah, newsflash, Iran, if you want to impress us, send a person to space, because that's yeah. what some of the well, cooler countries are doing. don't send anyone to space, because <laughs> it's not really a thing now. No, I'd like that to combat, though, the Would you? space. Yeah. yeah. Not for monkeys, because... Uh, well, astronaut is such a retro job. I'd love it if I met cool someone. Job, what do you do? I'm an astronaut. I wonder what they get. I wonder if well, they'd... money-wise, always yeah. the bottom line with no, you. I, d- I know mm. that the monkey got peanuts, but I wonder what they actually... You never find that out. You know, every now and again, like, a newspaper will put, like, an article on how much uh, a PA makes or... Yeah. A, mm. They never seem to put astronaut in those columns, do they? They never... I suppose oh, astronauts, right. though, they're, they're military guess. people, generally, aren't they? so they just have their standard... Uh, right. plus, plus pensions. Oh. I'm not sure this is uh, as funny as... Text him. As one might hope a part of the show. <laughs> the um, what are astronauts' wages? I'm not saying if we with it. I'm not saying it won't go somewhere eventually. <laughs> but there's a lot of granite between us and the gold. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, my, for, speaking for myself, my pick, my pick is blunting quickly. <laughs> We've had a good text from 708 saying astronauts' wages astronomical. See? Excellent. They've we remedied it. They've saved yeah, it. We got there. The Three exclamation marks. He's delighted. The gold and, is and, there. And we're all relieved. I think we can move on now. Um, we were going to return to email corner, shall we? What about, do you get more if you land, if you, those that landed on the moon, did they <laughs> get on more a bonus. than the ones who were uh, <laughs> well, that poor old, that's Michael, Michael Collins. Michael Collins, he got nabbed. Oh. Yeah. He got bus fair home. He just oh, went uh, round and round. Yeah. He didn't get bully special less. prize, not like Buzz. No. He got, the, he got, that's what you would have won. And they played music down, 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 when they do the minor keys. I love that, when they don't win. Oh, yeah. oh do they? Yeah. Oh, I never noticed that. Okay. Anyway, as we were. 
Um, email corner? Yeah. I can't. I can't reach the button. I'll just say it. <laughs> email corner. I'm an avid, uh, I'm a long-time listener of the podcast, and while taking mm. our dog Maxie on his Sunday long... It's uh, a bit graphic. <laughs> Quite a 70s name for a dog as well. I like that. Yeah, I wonder if it's like a really small dog. I, have, I picture a tiny little... Does, it, does a small dog have a Sunday long? <laughs> It's, oh, a, it's a long walk, Sunday long. Is that like an iron long, but you're only in it six days a week? Long. <laughs> oh, long, OK. So it's this long walk. I've never yeah. heard of that phrase before. I love it. Sunday mm. long? Yeah. It's what runners do. That's what we covered, in it? That's oh, what we said about I don't know. I, I, I listen to about 75%. Of this show? Yeah. <laughs> Your bit. Yeah. <laughs> I just call what? it a Janice. Otherwise, I just good. sit Very and look good. out the window at the sunshine on Golden Square. Nice. It's, it's not a bad life, is it? Um, I haven't been able to listen for the last couple of weeks as my wife and I have been on our honeymoon in the Caribbean. Nice. Anyway. That's all right, isn't it? Yep. Uh, it's all right to do that. Whilst travelling around <laughs> the islands, we came across the Caribbean answer to Frank's jetpack dream. Oh. You have, this could be any week from the last two years that you've mentioned jetpacks, couldn't yes. it? Yes. It looks like a lot of fun and with a less, uh, a lot less chance of death. I would have tried it myself, but it was too sunburnt by this point of the holiday. Uh, Is anything as much fun if you reduce the chance of death, though? Well, okay. he says it reduces the chance of death, but I've looked at the clip on YouTube that he sent a link to, oh. and uh, it's uh, it's like a water-based jetpack where well, it powers it out, but they're in the sea. So I'm not sure it would reduce the chance of death for your good self, because well, you being as you are... Um, not really a, a swimmer, a well, strong swimmer. Yeah, I know I mean, you can do a length, yeah. but yes. you still oh, yeah, might okay. want to land in the sea with a jetpack on you. No, I'm but guessing. strangely enough, this week I received an email from a, a jetpack company who said, "Come along and, and and have a go on our jetpack." Wow, that is targeted marketing, isn't it? It is. Yeah, they, they, they they've heard this on the, the thing. I'm, 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 I'm terrified it's going to be like you know. You know, have you ever been at a fireworks display? I was at one once <laughs> in um, I think it was Cannon Hill Park. And a skyrocket, instead of going up, it just went along the ground. It was going into oh. the crowd. It was just whizzing around, and I imagine that's what had happened to me. Obviously. One day yeah. missed my brother's head. It's like an Alsatian through the hoop. I feel stiff with stress oh, when I watch that. Oh, no, I can't <laughs> cope with it. Also, I don't want to go over a lake, you know, in a jetpack. Oh, really. no. I don't think so. I mean, I'm tempted. I was hoping for a bit of sort of, you know, second-story peeping Tom action. Mm. Well, Nevertheless... Well, there was a sort of a second story in that he says, uh, P.S., probably safer to not make a night's move on Emily, having only just got married. But, mm. Alan, you're more than welcome... Not a problem with me! More, more than welcome to call into our pub in Shepley Huddersfield for a pint of Hobgoblin, if you're ever in the area. I'm well, like, I've heard some euphemisms. I might be. I might be. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had an email in. Uh, this is from Mike in Romford. He says, Frank, I just read Magnificent Desolation. But he loves Five Live, Mike in Romford. Well, judge ye not, okay. because he's just read Magnificent Desolation by Buzz Aldrin. Ah. Seems the wages not as good as made out, not even for moonwalkers. Oh, well, you could have told us, Mike, what it was. <laughs> Not be so enigmatic. See, I was mocked. For no, we've a... had someone else has had a stab at it. I've just bought um, Boz Aldrin's uh, autobiography. I didn't think it was called Magnificent Desolation. Though. Oh, okay. He's written more than one. Someone else has said on Twitter. Stacy says astronauts' pay starts at sixty-five thousand dollars per year, up to one hundred and one thousand dollars. Is that now though? 
Well, I, I was going to say, it sounds like 1964 Jeez. raids. We, we're back on Aston. How has this happened? <laughs> I said I this was a dull topic. you know what? Topic. They're like I the mafia. This. They pull us back in every time we I try and get out. Yeah, that's I'm exactly afraid. what it's like. Yeah. I, I have to take responsibility. The Scientology <laughs> of astronauts' wages. Well, well, let's uh, let's move past that then. Um, uh, we've had an email uh, entitled "Memory Not Google." Hi, Frank, Emily, and Kokaliki. Uh, reference to Frank's insistence on dredging your memory instead of using Google mm. for that piece of knowledge you know is in there somewhere. I already like this chap's uh, turn of phrase: dredging your memory. I great. should say, in case anyone, you know, those people that tune in. Basically, to hear Mark Crossley, and they just catch the end of us. I should, mm-hmm. I should say that you know, you, like, you used to watch the end of Tomorrow's World when he was waiting for Top of the Pops. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Um, I should say that I, I couldn't remember the name of the comic writer Chris Ware mm-hmm. for uh, for three hours, but yeah. I stopped with it and did remember. I actually saw Chris Ware give a talk once. Did you? The ICA in London, and you know, in the comics, he draws himself as just like a basically like a pink circle yes. with eyes. That's what he looks like. <laughs> He does, he does. He looks exactly like that. Hey. You think it's a caricature. Anyway. Mm, back to Stuart's email. Stuart. Uh, just last week, a mate of mine asked me who was Daley Thompson's great German rival who always came second to the British sporting legend. I managed to get his first name within the first ten minutes. Brackets, Jürgen. Okay. But took oh. a further five days of pondering oh, to wow. get the surname. Oh. Respect. Proper respect. I refuse to use Google for something that I know is in there. <laughs> Many Brilliant. a good chat or pub row have gone because of the overuse of the smartphone in inverted commas. <laughs> Indeed. His surname was Hingson, in case you're interested. Oh. Great show, regular listener, Stuart. Jürgen Hingson. Hats, hats off to Stuart. Oh, yeah. I'll say yeah. that's, that's epic, because that, that probably... Days. That would have affected that his sleep, d- wouldn't it? I would have cracked. <laughs> no. No. Under the pressure. Oh, I don't know, day three and a half, you might well have cracked, because you mm. might think this is never coming. Really? I, I think um, I did Fatal Attraction, I think, was two days. Was it? <laughs> Trying to remember what that was called. Oh. I kept getting Basic Instinct. Well, it's, it's a completely yeah. different... Yeah. Should have just asked me. Yes. I know that script off by heart. But that would be um, cheating as well. <clears throat> Frank, it's time for Simone Cowell Corner. <laughs> Simone <laughs> Cowell Corner. <laughs> He's almost becoming a friend of the show. We talk about him so often. Yeah, but he's—I he's, uh, think he gets he's in the papers character. now because he's a media Brit- Britain's Got Talent is uh, is creepy. Shall we save Simon actually? Oh, yeah. for, just to play some music. Every time Emily speaks, our um, our producer this week, Sarah, mm. gives me a note that says "move on." <laughs> and what does that does show she? you? And that's what it's like. That's what it's, it's that sort of attitude that split up the Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You were about to tell us about Psycho, weren't you? Simon Cowell. Yeah, mm. Psycho. Yeah, well, uh, Frank was just explaining. He does tend to pop up in the press quite a bit when he's his show's of a about media to start. Figure, isn't he? Well, I know, but that, I think that might be a Cliffordian, you know, thing. I think because he does tend to. No, I'm not, just saying. Not anymore. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, basically, what what emerged this week was that he has a booster seat. Yeah, because he's a bit, he's quite little. Well, I saw that, but mm. there was a cushion on his seat. Yes, yeah, but, but um, wasn't there a cushion on the other seats also? Was there? I don't know. I couldn't tell. Well, David Williams is six foot two. He's a uh, Simone seven. claims to be five seven, but apparently he's five four. 
I don't know. He can't be five. Someone four. said he was five Cowell. four. Yeah. He wears. He wears the. This, I've seen photos of him in the Cuban heel. He's fond of a oh, Cuban. Yeah, I've seen those. I've heard he loves a Cuban. But I've heard, uh, to be fair, that he's a flamenco enthusiast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I've gone past his house and heard the. Uh-huh. And uh, he's a big, big fan of Paco Pena, the guitarist. Is he? Yeah, well, I, I remember discussing that with him in Elton John's Via. Oh. Yeah. Um, mm. Yes. So, yeah, so it's Can quite... I say I don't use a booster cushion on this no. show? No. But I find, still at my age, that I can, on my sitting height, mm. I can put two inches on my sitting height just by clenching. Oh God! Still, still at my age, absolute filth. Oh, hello. Um, <laughs> but Frank, I been. objected to this story because I think it was heightist. I really object to heightism because I'm little. Do you? Mm. I'm five foot three, and I some of these it. tall, gangly oh, ones. Come here, come here. To give you a. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure it was heightism or uh, or pileism. I think he's sitting on that cushion because he's got a bit of. Uh, no, I do. I genuinely well, that, do. That could be. I mean, I know he's got piles of money, but I think he's also got just piles. I think it I affects think short people because um, Napoleon had it, didn't it? I think I, I oh, read. Great. I read somewhere that short people are more prone to it because they're um, behind, to cl- uh, close to the coal pavement. Bang! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> I'm all right. I've got a Beyonce shelf. Oh, yeah. Is that a real shelf or is it mine? <laughs> Did you hear her sing at the press conference this week? Oh. Yeah, to prove that she can Did sing. She? What I like about it, well, so she said, that. yes, I was miming, and then she sang the national anthem at the press conference. Like, um, <laughs> she felt she had to prove she could sing. Yeah. Beyonce. Right. Yeah, that should get Jay-Z, and let's, let's see if you can sing. <laughs> oh, no, I just did that talking. That's well, not good enough, is it? <laughs> Anyway, is, what, I believe we have to go now, don't we? Mark Crossley's looking at me through the window in a, and, yeah. uh, and, and doing, a, a, doing a wind-up scene. We've got to film something, which, may I just say, wasn't run past my agent. Oh, dear. Yeah. I'll, they'll, I'll be talking about this on Monday. There's still time. The authorities. The best thing to do is broadcast it as well. That's really good. still time to be awkward. <laughs> That's what I always say. OK, um... So, uh, by the way, Simon Cowell, I read, is the, is the richest man in reality TV, and the second richest person is Subo. Oh, yeah. Susan Boyle, what about Yeah, that? she's done all right. Lot of, that's a lot of hobnobs. I hope she gets a jetpack. <laughs> so, look, um, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again uh, this time next week. Thank you so much for listening. Turn on a bit. <laughs> This is Frank Skinner 